0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of his presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, author, intuitive life coach, and pastor, Dr. Tiffany Watkins.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins, and I'm so excited to have you here on another episode today. And I am truly honored and privileged to have my special guest today because we're going to be talking about some things that are very dear to my heart. Uh, The young people, if anybody knows me, teens, children, youth, uh, I think that, and I know that was my first call in ministry and will be my call forever. because they are our next generation and we have a responsibility uh, to raise them in the way that God desires for us to raise them, and also to cause them to be the best that they could be. And so, with my with that being said, today I have a special guest, Michelle Akamura, and she's going to be talking with us about some important things. Um, but I want to let you know a little bit more about her before we get started. So, Michelle is a visionary author, speaker, pastor, nonprofit founder, and catalyst for transformation. After serving as a public elementary school teacher for 14 years, and later a pastor for two decades, Michelle founded the Explicit Movement, a nonprofit organization on a mission to see young people walk in sexual integrity and lead others to do the same explicit movement serves youth young adults parents and church leaders michelle is also the author and co-author of seven books including brave and beautiful and brave and bold and it's an interactive series that empowers teens in life and leadership and the knowledge to protect themselves from sex trafficking and victimization and so welcome today Michelle how are you today
0: oh I'm fine
1: thank you so much Dr. Tiffany for having me on Yes, and I'm so glad to have you all the way from Hawaii today, and it's just such a privilege, and you know, I am just so honored to have you today, because again, like I said in the preview uh, earlier, is that I have a heart for young people. Uh, We work with the young people a lot. I did teen pregnancy prevention in schools for, oh, over almost eight or nine years, even going into 10 years, and so they are a very... um, our next generation, basically, and we have a responsibility to teach them to grow, and so today, we are talking about teens and them them walking in their godly identity, and so to start off, I wanted to ask if you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself before we go on in.
0: Sure. Yeah, well, um, I also like you, Dr. Tiffany, have a heart for the kids, the next generation, Um, actually, our the name of our nonprofit recently changed to Releasing Generations. We still have explicit movement is <laughs> is front and center, but um, yeah, just just at heart, you know, to really see the kids, right, and and to mm-hmm. help the adults, us parents and mentors and leaders, how to navigate, uh, you know, in this culture, right. So um, yeah, that's kind of been my my uh, world for the, especially the last ten years since we started this um this organization and just wanting to serve you know your audience in whatever way we can
1: Mm so
0: yeah that's awesome and
1: you know I wanted to ask you a little bit today uh, and mm-hmm. just getting off with the parents and maybe hampering the parents a little bit more because like you said, yes. you know, in order to reach the young people, we have to be able to reach the parents as well to help them to be able to relate to youth. Because I, from my experience, I know a lot of times that if we don't open up that door of communication to where they feel like they can trust us, then they will go to people that may give them the wrong information, especially their peers and others. And so what is one of the ways or how can we stay connected Connected with our teens, so that they trust us with their questions and their
0: struggles. Great question. In fact, that is really one of my heart is to really help strengthen that heart connection. You know, as parents, because parents they are still the most powerful influence in your child's life, even though sometimes it may not feel like it. But <laughs> but they really are the frontliners. You know, and so um, just building that heart connection is so important. So, how? What some different ways to do that? is whatever age is, first of all, parents, it's never too late. Like, you know, even if your child is already a teen and you're still working on that connection, it's still good. It's never too late uh, to, you know, reach out. So one of the things is is just building, um, think of your relationship like a bank account, you know, like putting in the piggy bank, right? And so you want to put positive deposits in building that connection with your child, no matter what age, which means, you know, spending time, having times of laughter and fun. It doesn't always have to be business and telling them what they need to do that day, you know? But it could <laughs> be just building that positive uh, connection, laughing together, see, you know, doing things that they enjoy doing. Um, you know, take you can take them out on dates, you know, just time that makes them feel special and they have you, your und- undivided attention. You're just de- building that positive deposit. They say that uh, for every withdrawal, you need five deposits. So a withdrawal could be, a correction which we all have to do you Mm -hmm. know with our kids or uh you know just even instructing them like you need to do this and this and this you know um that's not necessarily building them up but we need to do that as parents but just you need to also add that positive you know affirmation encouragement um you know compliment them notice when they do something great and say something you know those are be positive deposits and the other thing I would say too is so important that I had to learn. So, my kids are 32, so they're adults now. Um, but I had to learn this even in the past several years and I've, to build my better connection with them as a young adults. And one of it is validating feelings. So, um, how do you do that? Because oftentimes, I, my family of origin didn't know how to do that. So I never really had that model of how do you validate feelings? You know, and many of us have come from families of origins where that wasn't necessarily modeled. And so we, it's a skill we can actually learn. And so an example would be, you know, as parents, uh, when a child or teenager comes with a, a problem or if a, there's a situation you got to deal with, uh, what would be the typical Typical uh, response from a parent from from me in the past would be, well, you want to give advice or you want to give encouragement or you want to, you know, kind of fix things as much as possible, giving them with your wisdom. Right. And -hmm. and and that's all good. But we forget about stopping and pausing and really sitting with them and what they're feeling and finding out what they're feeling and validating it. Uh, Let me give you an example. And then you we could I'd love to hear your comments. Mm-hmm. So I had when my daughter, when my son was uh second grade, my two kids are adopted. So my daughter's Chinese, I'm Japanese, my hu- my uh, husband's Japanese. My son is half Japanese and half East Indian. So his skin color is a little darker, you know, um, just, <laughs> which is beautiful. And uh, when, when he was in second grade, um, he and his sister adopted sister are both the same age. They, they just, we just adopted them at different times, but they just happened to be nine days apart. <laughs> so they grew <laughs> up like twins. So in second grade, and you can relate this to really any age, he, he came home, mom, jumping in the car, mom, why did, why did God make my skin so dark? <laughs> and I don't like it and I said well why because people kids at school were saying are you sure you're Jessica's st- uh, brother because your skin is so dark and she's so fair well after so many comments like that it was getting to him right mm-hmm, so he's mm-hmm. I, mom so as soon as he came into the car I would just encourage him your skin is beautiful God made you beautiful I think you're beautiful it didn't help it this went on every single day for two weeks he, I thought he was getting the complex Mm-hmm. So I called my um, called my girlfriend and she said, well, are you validating his feelings? I said, well, what do you mean? She said, the next time he gets into the car and he's saying, oh, why did God make my skin dark? Why don't you say something like, well, Aaron, how does that make you feel? Wow, you know, if, if I were you, I think I would feel hurt and that people are saying those things or maybe even angry. Are you angry? It's okay. I think I would feel the same way. I'm so sorry you're feeling going through that. Take a moment to do that mm-hmm. and see what happens. So I did that the next day. I He came in the car. I did that. And all of a sudden, he looked at me and he had this big old smile on his face. He said, I feel so much better, mom. I think you do? <laughs> and he, you know what? He never brought it up again wow. for the rest of his life. <laughs> it was almost as like validating his feelings, knowing that I understood and I heard him. And I felt with him, empathetically, it, it brought a healing to his heart regarding that. And he never had to bring it up again. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get automatic you know, results like mm-hmm. how I did. But I think it's a picture of how oftentimes we jump to uh, advice, giving, or encouragement even before you know, we actually listen to their feelings and validate them
1: hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's so, so those are some I things. was just thinking about what you said. Yeah, that's so important because it's more than just uh, like you said, listening. We truly have to hear what they're saying mm-hmm. and not just, um, you know, saying we understand, but really, just like you say, validating them and waiting
0: to hear what's really going on. Exactly. Without judgment. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I think uh, as parents, as mentors, we want to be that safe place where they feel like, well, if there's anybody I want to talk to about, this would be mom and dad or the mentor. Right. That, mm-hmm. that you want them to come to you for wisdom. And so I think that's really important to always be creatively thinking of ways to connect with them, encourage them, affirm them, be that safe place. And then when, when they have those issues that they're trying to navigate, they'll go to you
1: rather mm-hmm. than
0: maybe other sources that will give them the wrong advice, right, mm-hmm. so, yeah, <laughs> That's oh, so I have another thing, too, yes. I have another thing, too, sometimes your kids will say things that will be very disturbing, or shocking mm-hmm. to you, yep, <laughs> I have advice, because I've failed many times, it's like, you can freak out, but freak out by yourself, right, like, 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 hold <laughs> Keep that face of that calm face inside. You could be screaming like, oh, my, oh, my dear. But just keep that calmness and um, just let them know that it's okay. You're here. You might not know the answer. You might not know even how to respond. And you can tell them that, you know, what? I don't really know how to respond right now, but I'm so happy and grateful that you're sharing this with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have all the answers at that moment. And then when you're by yourself or with your spouse or with a good friend, you can freak out there, but then, you know, you, then you, but in the moment you want to just let that child know, you're not going to shut the door on them in anger or judgment or freaking out. You just want to say, I'm here Mm -hmm. and I'm with you. And so (laughs) it's hard, but have a plan, have a plan to do that. It really helps.
1: You know and I I I tell parents that all the time and we even had to learn that when I was doing teen pregnancy prevention. And uh, we would say, you know, I don't care. They would say whatever they said. You would in your mind you're like, "Why in the world you know would you do that?" But you could not express that showing that because it would cause the young people to shut down. And they would feel like, well, I can't come to them because they're going to be in shock. They're going to judge me. They're not going to understand. And so it's so important that we make sure that we watch our facial expressions and we keep that calmness about us and that we listen to understand. And like you said earlier, validate their feelings. You know, on Sundays, I have oftentimes I have young people to come to my house and they like to come because they can talk to me. Um, we, we do things together, but also they'll sit. And I had one of them say, Pastor, you know, I, I really enjoy coming and spending time with you. I said, you do? And she said, yeah. She said, because when we talk to you, you really listen. Which shows oh. that a lot of young people know when adults are really listening mm-hmm. or putting up with them for that particular time. Um, and so oh, it is so beautiful. important. Yeah, it's so important to listen and not just you know be a bypa- in bypass, but actively listening, responding to what they're saying. Like you said, because they know and understand when you're really paying attention to them
0: absolutely absolutely I love what you just said that's so beautiful you know and yeah and just and even knowing I mean we've known about maybe some of you know about their five love languages you know it's good to know how your kid also loves to receive love you mm-hmm. know because it's it's also something else on the side but yes absolutely um, being able to be that safe place and also trying to break shame because you know the world and even, even in sexuality topics, sometimes there's a lot of shame connected mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. As parents, as mentors, we want to be a shame-free zone, right? Where they feel mm-hmm. safe and, and we're just walking with them, you know? And just like when we, we as adults have done something or, you know, we can easily struggle with shame as adults, right? So mm-hmm. we, 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 in the same way, we want to um, try to be that safe place. So that is,
1: yes, that yeah. is so good. That is so good. And with, with that yeah. being said, how can we inspire our mm-hmm. teens to walk in godly sexuality and identity? Because I think that's so
0: important. It is. It's so important. It's often sex and sexuality topics is often a topic that's uncomfortable for parents or leaders because it's it's not typically talked about in their families of origin, you know, mm-hmm, very openly mm-hmm. in most families, Right. <laughs> right. So their territory so I would say it yeah we want it but at explicit movement we really try to equip parents and leaders you know to have those conversations with confidence and growing confidence right um but yeah I would say you know it's it's starting when you're young literally in, in age-appropriate ways um and you know with with the sex and sexuality topics too to be able to Be equipped, you know, first of all, if you equip yourself in in ways that you can respond or things, and like I said, you don't have to have all the answers at the moment, Mm -hmm. but just listen and you can say, you know, I don't know the answer right now, but let's, with God's help, let's discover the answers together and it can be a journey. And when you talk about sex and sexuality, it really is not just a one-time conversation with right. the birds and the bees right it's an <laughs> right. ongoing conversation throughout the teenage years and so you take those teachable moments you're watching a movie and something happens and you're okay what do you think about that you know or, or or you know a situation happens you know you ask the lord to help you or look for those teachable moments you know mm-hmm. where you can bring up a topic and it doesn't have to turn into a lecture as you know but just a conversation you know mm-hmm. um and, and i think that that can really really help um, and again, you know, having that shame free zone and and having a plan of how how you can talk to them about even hot topics now, now that are very difficult to navigate as, mm-hmm. in in our culture with gender and LGBT and pornography and all these things that are oh Lord just coming at the kids so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to um, just know that it is possible to to walk with your child with this. And, and we're learning this together, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you, and, and being that you said that, how do
1: or how can we address those issues of sexuality and gender in a compassionate way?
0: Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, well, I would say, uh, first of all, it would be really great to, one of the things I mentioned, wanted to mention earlier too was as parents, we can also begin to uh, talk about the positive design that God created for sex. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of times in context in churches, it's like, you know, it's pretty much a, a, you don't do it till marriage. And, you know, the Bible says, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's kind of typical, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the why. There's so many other whys that we can explain. And then also be able to talk about in an age appropriate way as they get older you can do a little bit more you know open <laughs> but be able to, to really elevate the beauty and the pleasure and the safety and of God's design of sex within marriage. Mm-hmm. And it and so we we don't just say it's bad, you know, to do it before marriage, but we talk about how wonderful it is if you wait to marriage, you know, mm-hmm. and in the safety of a committed relationship between you know y- to spouses right so I think being able to bring out the positive also not just only the negative but uh, of of the things that we want to avoid but also bring up the why of the positive can really help um now when you're talking about different topics like pornography or sex abuse you know um LGBT issues and things first of all it's like listening and, and 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 maybe before kind of what we talked about earlier um why are you feeling that way? When did you first start feeling this way? Um, what are your thoughts? Where, where did you learn that? You mm-hmm. know, just kind of begin to like find out mm-hmm. their, their thought processes. So you seek to understand first before you seek to be understood, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> right? It just, it's just, again, similar principles of just um, and, and not being, you know, just keeping that calm face no matter what topic they bring up. But to be let lovely, keeping your love on at all times. And you like again, you don't have to have all the answers. You can say, like if they say something shocking or disturbing or upsetting to you. Like in this day and age, I'll just say there's a lot of parents that come up to me in the in the faith world, right? That say, What do I do? My my child, my teenager just said that they're 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 same-sex attracted or they say they're gay or they, mm-hmm. they want to be the other gender, you know, what do I do? Because these are issues that are real, right. that are happening in families all over. And so um, the first, again, that's the first response, you know, I want to understand how you got to that conclusion.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, when
0: did you start first feeling that way? You know, and you can say, well, I don't really know how to respond right now. But I just want you to know that I love you no matter what Mm -hmm. I want to be here for you, you know? Um, And if just let me, give me some time to think about it, you know, of how, how I can walk with you in this and see, you know, how I can be that parent that loving parent that can maybe, you know, just if I can help you in whatever way, and then you can go take that time to seek good counsel and to seek, um, you know, information that, how you can continue that conversation. That's part of the reason why is here, we want to help parents do that. And there are other ministries that do that too. Mm-hmm. You know? And so uh, in that moment though, I think that's really important to communicate how much you love them, no matter what. And you, know, and you might not agree with all their choices, but you love them mm-hmm. you know, and you just want the best for them. And, that's, and that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. That does go a long way. And, and if you keep that heart connection, then, as much as you can, you know, then, in you can you have know, opportunities to influence their heart, right? You still mm-hmm. have that connection to drop those seeds of faith, drop those seeds of thought, you know, and and have those conversations and and engage. And I think that can go a long way. And mm-hmm. of course, pray, mm-hmm. pray, <laughs> yeah. That, no, does that answer your question? Yes, yes,
1: uh, and I think that's so important because so often. Um, especially what the young people deal with, we go to what the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, and we do as Christians follow that. But it's uh, being like the scripture tells us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be harmless in our approach when talking with our young people, um, like you said, Mm -hmm. and to be harmless in our approach is through love. Uh, because God is love. And so when we start with love, um, and letting him know, you know, I don't agree with it, or, you know, I'm not understanding that, but I want to find out, you know, when did you start thinking this way or feeling this way, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm going to be here for you. I think that's uh part half the battle right there, because if we mm-hmm. uh, just come against them immediately, it will shut them down and it'll actually push them away even more. And that's what we don't want to do well,
0: is to push them out, you know, exactly, exactly. That that is that is so true. I love what you just said, because, yeah, we want to be able to be there for them and walk with them and not like not shut the door. You know, we mm-hmm. we, we want to keep that influence over Mm -hmm. their heart as much as we can and yes you you don't compromise the truth Mm -hmm. but there is a approach like you said of (laughs) grace-filled approach Mm -hmm. you know and yeah that that is so important that is so important and you know also it's a it really is it comes down to a god issue too because you know i I have a team for example Mm -hmm. on my explicit team we where they specifically talk about um this one group of team members, they're they experts in talking about LGBT and gender, for example. Mm-hmm. They came out with that lifestyle, so they understand the struggle. They understand, yet they're walking, you know, with the Lord straight and narrow. And they're very mm-hmm. godly, um, you know. And one of them said, you know, the first, the first priority for anybody is not to make them straight, you know. Right. <laughs> or, you know <laughs> it's like the first priority is really connecting them to Jesus, because like with oh, any other area of brokenness in our lives, whether we struggle with lying a lot or whatever it is, it might be, it's a process, right? To, mm-hmm. as God, change, God God can do miracles and change us overnight. That's he right. Can. But a lot of times it's a journey of transformation. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, having that patience, um, but also know that the closer they can get to the Lord, as they grow in that really, the Holy Spirit, is also active in beginning to speak to them as well. And -hmm. we have had many testimonies, the Holy Spirit speaks to them or shows them something. That's great, right? We want that too. So God is also speaking to them besides us, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's just a journey. And I know it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of confusing situations of how to respond in this situation, in that situation, because every story is different. Mm-hmm. Every family is different. Every child is different. Every story yeah, is different. So um I know it's not a easy fix. It's not, it's a, it's a complex situation mm-hmm. we go mm-hmm. through, but with God's help, you know, and with a good counseling around us and yeah, it, we, we can navigate that, you know, and mm-hmm. power of prayer, right? Yes. Yes. And so, patience, you know, we need to understand and
1: patience because You know, think about some things that we didn't do that did not please the Lord, you know, at Mm -hmm. times. And I I believe if we remember those things, we can have Mm -hmm. a little bit more heart of compassion because all of our healing, all of our deliverance, you know, all of those things, some of them happen, Mm -hmm. like you said, overnight, but some of them were progressive. Uh, you know, and we have to be patient. Yeah. Said, Jesus was patient with the disciples, you know, they were, you know, they were flawed as yeah. well. But He didn't just throw mm-hmm. them away.
0: <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, he see, yeah, just ask God to continually show you how he sees them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that can help too. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. that's so good to have that patience. That's a great word. It yes, it's so important,
1: patience, you know, especially mm-hmm. with young people, because as, as they're growing up, they're going through puberty, they're going through all of these hormonal changes, mm-hmm. you know, their body mm-hmm. and emotions are just all over the place. And so you have to be understanding because uh, the the physical man of the young people when they're growing up. Uh, they're growing up into adults. And so they're going through all of this when, we, you know, when I took the uh, classes and we did that for our mm-hmm. young people for teen pregnancy prevention, you know, at that time, their hormones is going to be high because that's just the biological function of their body. And so even like you yes. being able to talk to them about these things, I understand, you know, you have these feelings, that's a biological thing, but let's see what the word of God says about it. You yeah. know, way, he, you know, and used that. He gave us those hormones. He gave us those things so we can enjoy our mates. And just being able to talk to them. I found that when you are so taboo about a subject, it makes the young people want to rebel and do the opposite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, at our conferences, our youth conferences, we often start off with having the kids stand up at high school conference and say, okay, we're going to have everybody shout really loud. God gave me a sex drive. You know, it just it gives a lot of laughing, right? And a lot of embarrassment, but we break the ice that way. And then we say, but you know, God gave it to you. It's not evil. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a desire. He's just, that's how he made our bodies to, you know, puberty. But we're here to help you manage that sex drive, so
1: much, right. you know?
0: And so it's not, you know, and, and I also want to just give an encouragement to the parents to pursue your own healing as well. Mm-hmm. If you have had, anything past in the past, like maybe abuse or pornography addiction, or, you know, different kinds of situations that you've struggled with in, in the sexuality world, you know, topic, then I want to encourage you to go for healing, because your healing will naturally have a breakthrough in your own family, and how you're even mm-hmm. able to feel comfortable talking about the topic, right. And mm-hmm. so um, we, we found out like, in some of our conferences, half the parents still struggle with pornography themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you know uh, it's going to be hard for a person who's struggling to talk about talk to somebody else <laughs> and you should you know when their own struggling so I would say you know your breakthrough becomes a breakthrough of your family so pursue your healing have the courage because God wants to make you have whole and healed as well as parents and that'll just empower you even more you know so I just want to encourage you to have courage for that too.
1: Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up, Michelle, because I was just getting ready to say that, you know, even when I was growing up, I experienced sexual abuse as a child. And so that affects mm-hmm. you as you're growing up. If you haven't been through deliverance, you got allowed the Lord to heal you. You have the right support system for those to be able to encourage you. Um, and yes. so if, and, and if you don't have that, then you become more promiscuous or you'll become more uh withdrawn, there's a lot of things that go along with that. And nowadays, uh, these days, with sex trafficking, um, it's so important that we keep that open relationship not only with our young people, but the young people that we may come in contact that we come in contact with on a daily basis, through our families, through our friends, because we're supposed to watch out, you know, for all of those, especially with the issue of sex trafficking going on because they make it appear like they'll show you so much love, you'll be able to get this or that. And it woos them in, and it's the enemy that woos them in. And, and when they get into it, it's horrible. Some of a lot are forced, but a lot of them also, like you said, are recruited um through even friends in the school. So could you tell the listeners a little bit about that?
0: Yes, it's kind of a hidden thing. A lot of times it's not in the front cover news, but it's happening, I believe, in every community, even at, even in our my community. Um and frontliners here in Hawaii say they cannot think of one middle school or high school, public or private, that they haven't worked with victims. Mm-hmm. And these are what, what victims that are groomed by friends. Mm-hmm. And, and so it could literally be our own daughters. And oftentimes recruiters, frontliners tell me that they, they also target Christian girls, Christian boys. They, they actually try to recruit out of youth groups. And they have been successful in recruiting out of youth groups and wow. so we want to we want to be educated right and to know mm-hmm. how to know the signs and so we um movement we've created a brave and beautiful brave and bold beautiful uh, powerful um uh, four volume set for teenage girls and we're almost done with publishing for the teenage boys Yay. but it empowers them in confidence <laughs> uh knowing their value and vision for their life emotional health which already Dr. Tiffany, as you know, makes them way less vulnerable to be trafficked if they have that. Mm-hmm. And then the last volume, we talk about what are the, what are the uh, ways that the recruiters groom you? How do they build your trust so you know what that you're being manipulated and you know so the, the tactics? And so this is going to actually prevent and protect your kids, not only empowering them in life and leadership, but also how to be safe in the process. And so I always want to encourage people to check that out on our Mm -hmm. website Mm -hmm. um, and get that for your child, get that for your teenagers, middle school and high school, teenage girls and the boys one will be out this later this year. But yeah, it's, it's really a concerning, I know pastors, I know church leaders would happen to their own child, Mm. you know, because these, these recruiters are very, very manipulative and they build the trust. Mm-hmm. They just know how to build trust over time and then they catch them and you know, trap them. So So do they attend the church? Do they attend the church, Michelle? I know you said they uh groom them from target groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes, recruiters. Okay, because recruiters are often they, they're trained high schoolers too.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: they you might have a new high school, you know, somebody joining the youth group. They're wonderful you know, seemingly wonderful for several months.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: built the trust, but then they're looking for those that are, you know, vulnerable mm-hmm. and build the franchises So it's a very subtle thing. It's a it's a building of the trust. And so but we do if you go to braveandbeautiful.world dot world, that's braveandbeautiful.world, which it, you know you can look at more of the information, you mm-hmm. can get a free PDF. A free PDF if you share your an email to get updated on our things. And you will get a whole list of churches, what to do, Mm -hmm. do, what are the signs, how do you protect your youth group, you know, even for parents, what are the signs, how do you protect? So that's free Wow! um, if you go to braveandbeautiful.world. And so we want to give that out to you guys for free. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, listeners, and we'll also have that link, uh, on this podcast episode too, so that you could be able to click and go right to the website and have that powerful resource and then you can also also purchase those curriculums because we need to equip ourselves and equip mm-hmm. our young people and protect them because that's our responsibility.
0: Yes, and I want to welcome your 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 listeners to email me too if you have any questions I'm here to serve mm-hmm. all of you mm-hmm. so please don't hesitate if you have questions or anything you want to connect with me.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Now, Michelle, before we go, would you please pray for those that are listening, you know, who may have children that are struggling in areas of sex Mm -hmm. as a Christian um, or a teen, or even parents that may not know the direction in which to take concerning their teens or young Mm -hmm.
0: people? Sure, sure. Heavenly Father, first of all, I want to thank you so much for the parents and leaders that are listening. Yes. that you, they are, have such power, really, and influence over their kids. And I pray that you would just encourage them right now. And first of all, Lord, I pray that if they're struggling right now with one of their children or more, that Lord, you first of all remove any sense of guilt or shame over them, Lord. That we, as parents, we are doing our best, and the Lord is pleased with us. Just you know, doing the best we can with what we have. And I pray, Lord, that you just give the may your grace be poured over them that even right now lord and that you just give them wisdom from heaven lord i just pray for your comfort to be upon them whatever the struggle they're going through and that you would give them the wisdom from heaven and how to come alongside each of their children lord and to help navigate and impart wisdom and encouragement and life father and and just helping their child to have that those values, Lord, and to just connect them and point them to you, Lord, and that that you, I pray for all the kids that are represented, Lord, just by the parents listening and the leaders listening, that we lift up all of our children to you. Lord, these children are yours, and we just ask that you, you, the fullness of the purpose of the destiny of their lives would come to pass. And any kind of sexuality or sexual brokenness or sexual struggles that they may be having that would prevent that, Lord, we just ask you now that you begin to to work it out and you begin to free them from these things, Lord, and that they would be able to fully embrace you in all your beauty, Lord, and glory and your your plans and design for sex and sexuality. But we just ask that that you would move in their hearts as well. So thank you, Father, for the parents listening. Just uh, encourage them, comfort them, provide the best counsel around them and the resources, Lord, guide them to the resources that they need. We thank you so much for each of them and just who they are in you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: I've truly enjoyed this episode with you today in this interview, Michelle. I thank you for being a part of the podcast. And would you let the listeners know sure. one more time how they can get
0: in touch with you? Sure. You can email me at Michelle, M I C H E L E, with one L, Michelle at explicitmovement.org. Awesome. That's my email. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs)
1: Listeners, so make sure to go check Michelle out. Go to our website, get those free resources that can be able to better equip you in helping your young person, the youth department, wherever you may know a young person. Um, We need to get those resources to be able to better protect our young people. And so until next time, God bless. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you
0: for listening to Tasty Tidbits. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check her out on Linktree at dr. Watkins or visit her website, iridescencebytiffany.com. Until next time, stay blessed.